Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy, Q. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Raider Nation. What a day today is going to be. And you're wondering right now, what in the hell are you doing on the radio right now, Q? Unnecessary roughness is supposed to be in the afternoon, 2 to 5 p.m. Yeah, it's supposed to, but sometimes we make exceptions. Sometimes we've got to work a little overtime. And overtime is what we're doing, but it's really like prime time. Because it's going to go down in a little bit. Matter of fact, starting in an hour, it goes down in a major way. Canton, Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Cliff Branch, the late, great Cliff Branch, will be forever enshrined into Canton. Richard Seymour will be forever enshrined in the Canton. And we are here on site, courtesy of Subaru of Las Vegas. Very excited. We're going to go one hour long, one hour strong, lead you right up into the enshrinement ceremony. And we have a loaded show for you. Again, hair on fire this hour. We have Vinny Bonsignor coming up in a matter of seconds from uh, the morning tailgate. And obviously the Las Vegas Review Journal does a fantastic job. You'll also hear from Mike Haynes from earlier in the week. Uh, he, him reflecting on Cliff Branch and what Cliff Branch getting into the Hall of Fame means. JT the Brick live on the scene will join us at 8.30. And then you'll hear from Raider owner Mark Davis when he was on the broadcast with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on Thursday at the Hall of Fame game. So, Let's get this party started. DeMond Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio does a fantastic job. We appreciate his efforts. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, join Vinny Bonsignor live at Tom Benson Stadium as uh, in less than an hour the Shryman Ceremony will get going. Vinny, what's the scene like right now, my man? Yeah, uh, and hopefully you can uh, hear it in the background. But people are coming in. I see uh, Raider jerseys. I see Green Bay Packer jerseys. Uh, we're right on the field, the very field that the Raiders – uh, beat Jacksonville uh, on Thursday night, uh, and that's where it's all going to unfold. So uh, it's the first time for me, so uh, there's there's some goosebumps going on right now. Uh, I've grown up watching this, you know, no question. We all have. Uh, if right. you're a football fan, you watch this uh, every summer. And to actually be here, especially on uh, the, the day that Cliff Branch goes in, it's it's pretty special. You know, and that's awesome. I mean, you've done a lot of things. You've covered a lot of sports, um, you know, for many years, done a fantastic job. This is your first experience. So what, I mean, what has it been like? What is it like just walking around that stadium, know what's going to happen in less than an hour? Yeah, and, you know, um, we've been talking about this. The more I I do some research, just on this area of the country, Canton, Ohio, uh, not too far away where, you know, Dave Ziegler grew up. But, But, like, literally 20 minutes from here, Paul Brown coached a high school football team. Earl Bruce, the former, the, you know, the, the Ohio State coach, went to that same high school, uh, coached at that high school, went you know to, uh, to coach at Ohio State. But literally, Paul Brown grew up 20 minutes from here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so there's just great, great history for football, and there's no secret why uh, Canton and why the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, is right here in this tiny little town uh, in northeast Ohio. So just the sense of history when you're driving around and understanding who came, who was here, you know, who, what, what this uh, city and this, this area produced. Uh, and then of course, when you start talking about, you know, the, the just, just how, how uh, all these NFL players, all these pro football players and broadcasters and executives live, um, you know, forever. Oh, right down, you know, a, just a quick throw away from where we're, where I'm sitting right now in the hall of fame. It's just kind of overwhelming as a sports fan. 
Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. I remember my first time being at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I swear to everyone, like, hey, if you have an opportunity to go, go. You know, go into the, the, the museum. Go and check out all the displays. Go check all the, the great busts that are enshrined forever in Canton, Ohio. And, again, it's a very select uh, few that are there that play the game, have played the game for many, many years. Over millions of people have played, but only 300-and-something people are actually enshrined in Canton, uh, Ohio, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's really, really special. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor. He's live at Tom Benson Stadium right now. This is the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special here on Red Nation Radio 920. And uh, I know you talked to Mark Davis. You've been around the organization long enough. Uh, what do you think this day, how do you think this day feels for Mark Davis knowing that his best friend forever will be enshrined? Yeah, not only that, but he's going to give the presenting speech. So what a great moment for Mark Davis. I'm sure, he, you know, there's, there's some butterflies right now and some nerves. Uh, but, um, you know, the significance of the moment and really – you know, uh, a credit to him and, and so many other, you know, Raider greats, really NFL greats, uh, who, who kept the, you know, the, the, the fire burning uh, and never let it, uh, uh, you know, uh, go out in terms of getting Cliff here. Remember, it took a long time, way too long uh, than it should have, especially when you look at some of the other wide receivers that, that are in the Hall of Fame. Cliff Brown should have been here years ago. Um, and, and Mark Davis never let that quest die. Uh, and he was determined uh, as long as he was going to be on this earth, he was going to keep fighting for it. And, and, you know, thankfully, the Pro Football Hall of Fame ultimately did the right thing. And for Mark, uh, not just to have the role that he had in making this happen and then being able to have the honor of, uh, of, of giving the speech to present his good friend Cliff Branch in the Hall of Fame, it's, it's probably one of the great days of his life. Yeah, I agree 100%. I can't wait to see, you know, how that happens. The presentation, can't wait to see his sister deliver the speech. And uh, I saw them uh, with the plaque last night, you know, at the at the gold jacket ceremony. I saw them both on stage together. So I know that they're soaking this in. Of course, it's been a massive celebration. It's all week long here in Canton, Ohio for Cliff Branch. But um, and it's exciting. It really is exciting times for Raider Nation and, of course, the Branch family. And, Vinny, we always talk about the Hall of Fame. And you can't, to, to be a Hall of Famer, you, you can't write the story of the NFL without this certain player. Cliff Branch is exactly that because the way that the game is played now, the way that folks stretch the field now, the way that like guys like Tyreek Hill dominate now, that all goes back to Cliff Branch. He's one of the first that, that was that guy with that speed kills and that just being a dominant guy like he was. Yeah, and you know, you think about it, um, the way football was played uh, when, when Cliff Branch got to the NFL, uh, got to the Raiders, there was a different way. It was just yeah. a different style of football. It was way more run-oriented, three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, play-action pass, you know, and, and, and use the pass game to complement, really, the run game. Uh, and along comes Cliff Branch and, and you know, Al Davis and Daryl LaMonica understanding why do it in three-yard chunks when we can get them in 70-yard chunks? Real easy. Um, using speed and athletic ability uh, and, a, and a strong-armed quarterback to really apply maximum pressure on a, on a defense. And really, that ended up helping not just obviously the pass game and really leading to what we've seen today and how the game has changed, but it also helps the run game as well and it opens up things for tight ends. Uh, think about all the tight ends that, that Cliff Branch you know, uh, played with. Dave right. Casper, Raymond Chester. Uh, these guys are in the Hall of Fame as well um, for a reason, and I'm sure his presence on the field really helped those two players, uh, Dave Casper, find open room to operate. You know, they were great players on their own, no doubt about it. Right. Uh, but, you know, what... what to be able to operate, and Fred Berlitnikoff, too, being able to have room to operate. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, so he, he changed his team. He changed the complexion and the dynamic of his team. Uh, and, and like you said, he changed the way this game uh, has been played. Uh, it's much more of a pass game 
operation now. And I, the way the Raiders uh, operated, the way they did things, especially using the Cliff Branch, it helped pave the way for that. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor from uh, the Morning Tailgate on Radio Nation Radio 920, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Does a fantastic job with both. Uh, Vinny, uh, what did you think the other day when uh, we t- – actually, yesterday, we talked to head coach Josh McDaniels, and I asked him about that first play of the game. Was that a tip of the cap to Cliff Branch? And he confirmed that it was. How cool was that? Yeah, first of all, uh, tip of the cap to you, Q, for sniffing that one out um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and getting him to, uh, you know, to, uh, to own up to it. Here, you know what's so cool about that? Um, I think that there's this perception of Josh McDaniels as this straight lace, you know, tight tie, mm-hmm. uh, no nonsense kind of a coach. And there's no no question, and we've seen this. He's brought discipline and accountability to the Raiders in all the right ways. But he also is a guy that has a good sense of humor, uh, doesn't take himself all too seriously, especially when he's you know talking to us, and has a keen sense of history. Um, I mean, he went to this high school, he grew up. Right. Uh, in the shadow of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, how could you not? But to to you know, this that was an important game for him. You know, uh, in terms of seeing what his team's all about, trying to get it off on the right foot, and all those types of things. But even in that seriousness, he allowed himself to say, you know what, I could use a play to really send a little bit of a message and tip a cap to, to Cliff Branch and Mark and Al Davis. Um, you know, it's only one play, but it showed a side of him that I think that uh, I hope fans will appreciate and understand that he's not all tight-laced all the time. He has an ability to, to have fun uh, and to honor a moment, even in an important game like uh, it was uh, on Thursday. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it, Vinny, and I hope that fans could appreciate it. I think you said it perfectly right there. When he took over as head coach, I think a lot of fans had questions. I think I had questions of what it was going to be like talking to him. You know, we all know he comes from the Belichick tree, and we know what we see from Bill Belichick. So I had questions how he was going to interact with us. I had questions of how it was going to be at practice. I'll tell you right now, man, I mean, if I had any questions before, I don't now. I I really like this direction led by Dave Ziegler and also Josh McDaniels. I think that this team is really – on the on a good path to some some greatness in their future, they just got to go out there and obviously take you know they got to execute, they got to make it happen. I mean, they, you just can't look the part; they got to go be the part. But I feel like this thing is really headed in the right direction. You know, and uh, for all our listeners, um, you know, Q and I talk a lot, and um, I and, and and this is what we talk about when we're just talking, right? And I, I'm being straight up right now, what we're seeing, and I think if we saw, I know if we saw it differently. Um, and had a little uneasy feelings, we'd say that uh, as well. But, um, you know, even in our when we're just hanging out at practice, you know, seeing what we're seeing and talking about it, this is literally what we're talking about. Um, and so I'm with you. Of course you have concerns. Um, you know, we, we all know what happened in Denver. Um, we all know what, you know, sometimes the perception can be. But it's always good, I think, and, and uh, a lesson. And, and, and this is a, another uh, affirmation of that lesson. I don't judge. I try not to judge people until I start dealing with that person. Because people, you can you can read things, you can see things, yeah. you can misinterpret things, you can assume things. Uh, it's not really until they come into your circle that you should really, uh, you know. And I'm not saying judge them, but you know what I'm saying, like right. assess yeah. them and and try to you know uh, get it, get a better feel for them. And, and I'm with you. I've been um, pleasantly surprised uh, at Josh McDaniels. Um, for a lot of different reasons, and 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 Thursday was uh, an example of that for him to again use that first play to say, you know what, I'm going to do Cliff Ranch uh, right right here on this field a few days before he goes into the Hall of Fame. Let's throw a long one, and they almost pulled it off. You know, it, it ended yeah. up it ended up it was interesting about that play because it ended up going for what about almost 50 yards with a penalty 
So it shows you what can happen when you put pressure on a defense like that. Uh, They completed the pass. They also forced a a penalty, and it led to them getting a, a field goal in their opening drive. Right, exactly. So I thought that that was really cool, and I thought that was cool that Josh McDaniels would open up and say, yeah, yeah. that's in fact what, exactly what we were doing. Well, Vinny, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up on this, man. Again, you're there at Tom Benson Stadium. You're looking at the stage. You're seeing the people pouring in, man. Uh, just what does this mean for you, man? What does this mean for you personally, just being able to be there and soak it all in? Well, uh, I, ju- I literally just had a moment because uh, up on the big screen, uh, they they went from the first person that was in the Hall of Fame to the last person in the Hall of Fame. They showed like you know they had a video montage of wow. all of them, and to see to see them and, and and you know they were a lot of the pictures. You know we know some of these guys as older guys sometimes. You know um, especially when they get up there and accept their um, uh, you know bust and, and and officially get in. But to see George Hallis as a young young man and a lot of these Paul Brown as a young young man, see these pictures that they have, uh, it's a humbling experience, and and you just you can't. Um, there's no way not to get lost in the history of it, especially for sports fans like us yep. um, who grew up as, as huge pro football fans and know all these guys and know all their names. To kind of be here in their, in their presence um, is, is a really cool uh, moment. Yeah, no, it really is, man. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for Raider Nation. Of course, all the fans in attendance anyway, just to see more history being created with all the folks that are being enshrined today in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Great job all week long here in Canton, Ohio, holding it down. Uh, I'll see you in a few, man, and uh, we'll be celebrating later. You too, brother. And I got a seat for you, man. All right, that's what's up. There he goes, Vinny Bonsignor. Appreciate him in a major way. Uh, of course, the morning tailgate, you can catch him with uh, Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, of course, all his work he puts out on the RJ, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, does a fantastic job with that as well. And I'm sure there will be plenty of write-ups that he has about his experience this week here in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 8.14 is the time. When we come back, the Hall of Famer Mike Haynes had an opportunity to catch up with him a little earlier this week to talk all things Cliff Branch. You'll hear this conversation this is Unnecessary Roughness, the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special edition of it on Red Nation Radio 920. And now, thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas, let's go back to Canton, Ohio for more Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And we got the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special going on right now, Saturday morning. Getting excited because in uh, about 45 minutes, the Hall of Fame ceremony will actually get underway. So we're leading you all the way up until the beginning of that. And uh, we were blessed earlier this week to have an opportunity to talk to the Hall of Famer, a guy who played with Cliff Branch. That's Mike Haynes. Mike Haynes is a great dude. Always love catching up with him. Here's that conversation from earlier this week. Joining us now on the phone lines. And, Mike, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate you. How exciting is it now for this weekend to finally be here? It's, it's really exciting. I mean, and, and, what's, and also, you know, the big plus is the COVID has changed and there's more people here and there's more excitement. And, you know, and, and with Cliff being uh, rewarded for all of his great years of service to the NFL and as a player, as a teammate and all that, it's really cool. So uh, I'm excited, and I think everybody here in this area seems to be a little bit more energetic than they were last year. Mike, Steve Foster, good to hear your voice. Always a pleasure to connect. You're, you were born in Texas, and, and Cliff also a, a native Houstonian, but you go and you play for one of the iconic teams in the National Football League. As a Texan, and you know that, that's big for me, uh, I'm still a Raider fan because of Cliff Branch and, and what 
y'all did when I was watching as, as a wide-eyed kid. Um, what were some of the things that Cliff brought on that offensive side of the ball when y'all were competing and, and winning Super Bowls? Uh, well, mainly his speed. You know, we called him Speedy. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so he – he could be running with the DB and the quarterback just throw the ball and he would just separate and go get the ball, you know, or he could run a slant and catch the slant and, and, you know, run directly across the field and pick up a lot of yards. He was just a a deep threat. And uh, the safety always had to be aware of where he was. And that, that helped everybody else, you know, even the tight end. Um, So he was great. And, you know, I'm really glad I had a chance to play with him because he helped my play, helped my confidence. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from, you know, working out with him and playing with him in the games. How, how did it go in practice? Did you get the opportunity to, to match up some and, and have some fun that way? Well, I had fun, but um, the, re- the reason I had fun, because I got a chance to just focus on my technique. Uh, when I first got there and I was, of course, a little concerned about, you know, my conditioning and uh, wonder how I was going to match up in practice and all this other stuff. But as soon as he came out of the huddle and he saw me and it was the offensive period, he, he, he told me what he was going to run. He goes, out. I go, what? He goes, I got an out. I go, oh, okay. And so I, I backed up and so, be you know, to cover him. And, of course, I'm not going to break it up. He's the one that told me what he's going to run. Right. You know, uh, and so I, I – I, you know, just shadowed him, kind of. You know, just I would if if I could have, I could have knocked it out. You could see that by my technique, <laughs> you know. And then he got back in the huddle again. He came out and he said, "I got an in," and he just kept doing that. And I liked that. And I never said, "Hey, man, don't tell me. I don't want to know," you know. I, and uh, all the other receivers, they didn't do that. They just ran their routes, and I covered them just like you know normally in practice. But because Cliff did that for me. Um, it helped me work on my technique. When he'd say he's going to run it up, then I got to work on my turn. And, and, uh, in a game, I'd have to run with fast guys like that. How can I smooth, them out, smooth out my turn? And how can I um, you know, run the po- on the post corner? And all these different things, I got a chance to work on because I'm going against one of the best ever. And um, I, I, I know where he's going, so I don't have to really worry about it. And he never tried to trick me and say, uh, like, tell me, oh, I'm going to run a slant, and he runs a post. Right. You know, and, and, <laughs> you know that kind of a thing. <laughs> why, why, Mike, do you think it took so long for Cliff Branch to be recognized in this way? I really don't know. It, it doesn't even really make sense because I'm, I'm pretty sure if you asked all the defensive backs that were in the National Football League in his career, he would get the nod, you know, that he was – Tough to cover. I, I never, I mean, as a Raider, you would think, um, why don't they throw him the ball more often? You know, why didn't we throw it to him more often? Um, because every time he caught it, it ended up being a big play. And a lot of teams would double cover him. So, you know, um, the safety's going to get over there and help. So that actually, it didn't help Cliff, but it helped the offense. The quarterback mm-hmm. would throw the ball to the wing or the tight end or, or the back coming out, going up the middle of the field. Um, you know, it was a big plus for us. Talk right now with the Hall of Famer Mike Haynes here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man demond has got one for you. Yeah, Mike, from being able to be on, on Cliff's team and watching from the sidelines, is there a particular play that stands out that made you say, man, I'm glad he's on my team and I'm not playing against him? <laughs> uh, well, um, 
I have to say there have been a lot of plays like that. You know, um, you know, different times when you know you you know what he's going to run. You know he's going to run up on somebody, and then you see how he runs it and how he runs, and he kind of slows down. And the receipt, the defensive back thinks that he's got him. You know, he's got him covered, and then he takes off again and just separates from guys. So, you know, it was awesome. In the Super Bowl, I only played in one Super Bowl. That rascal, he played in three. He got me <laughs> Hey, but you're you know. one for one, though. You're a thousand percent, just like yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm Go sorry for the guys that he, that, you know, had to try to cover him. And um, my rookie year, we played them and, um, in the regular season, and we beat the Raiders in New England when I was on the, on the Patriots. And, uh, and then in the playoffs, when we were playing him again, he didn't know this, but I was injured. And, uh, and I probably shouldn't have played, and I tried to play, and I was able to get through it. They never tested me because I played so well <laughs> the first game that he had wow. in New England. So I got lucky, and uh, otherwise it would have been really embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Haynes is on two anniversary NFL teams and all-decade teams, so right. you did – extremely well so let's let's not it's got a gold jacket for a reason yes got a gold jacket jacket for a reason we're talking again with mike haynes here on unnecessary roughness radio nation radio 920 we know what cliff brought to the game on the field but who was cliff branch to you off the field well i I really enjoyed hanging out with him a little bit you know he uh i lived in hermosa beach um and he and mark davis were my neighbors they lived uh you know, I don't know, eight houses away from me or something you know, on the same you know, on the same strand, and um, I got a chance to see him a, a, a lot. Um, but you know, and he was single, so we couldn't really hang out too much. I was married and had kids, and he was single. <laughs> he was a different different lifestyle. But um, I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, um, you know, getting to know him. I, I really wished that um, he really got a chance to enjoy being a Hall of Famer and and being around these guys, he had so much respect from all of those guys. Every corner in the, in the Hall of Fame had the same amount of respect for him that I had. Your thoughts about how you may react when you hear his sister, when you hear, you know, Mr. Davis talk about um, Cliff Branch? I, I really don't know. I think a lot of it is going to be dependent on what they say. Um, I had, you know, I just... I I love that guy, and um, and he was always positive, always optimistic. I never heard him speak poorly about anybody, anybody, even the other teammates. Um, not teammates, but um, the guys on other teams. Um, he just enjoyed playing uh, the game, uh, enjoyed you know helping guy uh, other guys play better, and um, you know and what I learned, uh, you know, in while we were playing, but you know mostly after um, he was playing that he learned everything from Freddie Bolitnikoff. I mean, they were, they were, uh, he, he, he owes Fred Bolitnikoff a lot in terms of how he ran his routes. Cause he, he ran them exactly the same way Freddie ran the routes. And, um, I'm sure that you know, the guys that came after Cliff guys like Tim Brown, who were in the hall of fame, probably learned a lot from Cliff as well. So it, it, it's, it's amazing that, um, you know, the, the career that I had, but I have to give a lot of credit to guys like Cliff. And in particular, you know, you, you got me thinking about this. You know, I, my first seven years in New England, my last seven with the Raiders, and if not for Cliff, 
who knows how I would have played against some of these great wide receivers. He really helped me finish, um, you know, winding up my 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 career um, by helping me understand what I needed to do to run on with a guy like him on a slant, on a up, on an out, on a go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, really, really um, good for me to have a guy like that on my team for sure. That's awesome. I love it. That's a great story right there. Again, we're talking with the Hall of Famer Mike Haynes here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And a uh, final question for you, uh, just having all the, the Raiders represented in town, you know, the big celebration, all the Raider alumni being here to celebrate Cliff Branch going into the Hall of Fame, what is that going to mean to you just to, just to get back with your brothers? Well, it's already meaning a lot. I mean, there was an event last night at, at the hotel that uh, where the Raiders are staying. That, you know, Mark is there and all the – um, exec, Raider executives were there. Um, Raider fan club members were there. Um, the whole building, I, and I kid you not, this is a hotel, and every picture in that hotel was of Cliff Branch. Wow. And so I, I actually got a picture with Mark Davis with a, you know, he's standing on one side of the picture. I'm on the other side with Cliff in the middle. It's a large size you know, like one of those four by four or five by five size, um, you know, pictures just as of his face. Wow. Um, you know, and um, it was it was amazing, and I just think that the the ceremony that they have uh, later, because that was that was just Raider fans in one little place. But when they get a chance after the ceremony, after the Hall of Fame inductions, it's going to be even bigger. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can only imagine, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, myself and Steve, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to run into you in this festivities. So uh, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just be flies on the right. wall, <laughs> exactly. And, and Mike, I think I've said this to you, and, and I've said it throughout uh, talking with Q. Is Cliff had met my mom and actually had come and taught me how to catch a football when I was seven years old in El Paso, Texas, and he 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 spent uh, about. 45 minutes in the backyard. Then the next time he came, he brought Clarence Davis. And, and Clarence showed me how to hold the football and run. Uh, and Cliff again showed me, you know, thumbs up above the waist, pinkies below, and, and spent that, that time. That's why I'm the huge Raiders fan and, and can appreciate all the things that you did on the field was because of him. I totally understand that. Uh, he loved talking to other folks about football and um, and where he could help, he helped. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't know that I would have been in the Hall of Fame if I didn't play my last seven years um, in uh, with the Raiders in L.A. Um, because he really helped me, you know, get my confidence together and instead of, like, wondering how I was going to be. And so he's – He's amazing. I wish I actually knew more about him. I wish I knew how he trained and how he practiced. And uh, I know what he ate because we used to eat together all the time. (laughs) What'd y'all eat? I know what he drank. I know what he drank. (laughs) What'd y'all eat, Mike Hayes? I mean, what's the the secret sauce of being an NFL Hall of Famer? What's that meal? (laughs) Oh, no secret sauce, you know. But I really wonder, that guy was so fast. I don't know that I really ever saw anybody as fast as Cliff Branch. And I mean that. Um and but I never got a chance to work out with him, you know, where we were like running hundreds or forties together or anything like that. Um, I wish I had done that. 
That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what. The next, the next, uh, the next man on the docket that we're uh, we're, we're campaigning for is uh, your running buddy, uh, your running mate, and Lester Hayes. He's a guy that I believe needs to be in there and enshrined in Canton as well. So yes. Uh, yes. hopefully that's the next name that we hear. I sure hope you're right, man. That'd be great. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mike. It's always great to catch up with you. And like I said, hopefully we'll run into you this weekend. Thank you. Okay. Look forward to it. All right, there he goes. Great stuff. Thank you so much. The great Mike Haynes right there, the Hall of Famer. He's Yeah, that was fun, man. That was a fun conversation right there with Mike Haynes uh, from earlier this week, along with my uh, running buddy Steve Foster as well, jumping in on that conversation. Coming up next on this Cliff Branch special, the Cliff Branch special Hall of Fame edition of Unnecessary Roughness, JT the Brick. He's live at Tom Benson Stadium. We'll check in with him. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. And now, thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas, let's go back to Canton, Ohio, for more Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. This is the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special going on on this Saturday morning, leading you right into the enshrinement ceremony where Cliff Branch will be enshrined forever in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And joining us right now from Tom Benson Stadium is our guy, JT the Brick. And JT, we were here last year for Coach Flores and Charles Woodson, and this year... Cliff Branch, the great Cliff Branch. What are your thoughts? That was your buddy, and he's going into the Hall. Yeah, Q, great to be with you. They're introducing the Hall of Famers now. They're doing that red carpet walk, and uh, it's just big. It's massive how many alumni are here and all the people that love Cliff, and Cliff should have been here a while ago. We talked about that all summer long, but now it's his day, and you know he's going to be with his peers where he should have been decades ago, and now it's all about Cliff, the party, and him getting all the respect that he deserves. Right, no doubt about it. And, you know, I know Mark Davis has thrown a massive party. He's rented out the hotel. He's got everything locked and loaded for this celebration. What has it been like being around all the alumni that are here to celebrate, Cliff? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, remember, these are the alumni. You know, the gold jackets are here, but the guys who played in his era who aren't in the Hall of Fame, those Mm -hmm. 40, 50 guys who are here from Mark Van Egan, to George Atkinson, to Lester Hayes, who you've seen, the guys on the cusp of the Hall of Fame but not inside, like Jim Plunkett, and they're treating it what they should treat it. This is one of their best friends, and as you mentioned, this is a big event for Mark Davis. This is the first inductee that he gets to enshrine. His dad has the record for the most enshrined inductees. So this is really about Cliff, but it's a big moment for Mark Davis as an owner in this league to have this proud moment so he could be a part of this with Cliff's sister Elaine. What does this mean for the Raiders organization as a whole? Because there's plenty of Raiders that are in the Hall of Fame, but there's plenty more that we can think of that should be in. But just for the team, what does this mean today? Well, it means that you know this team had the greatest players to ever play in the game for a certain era, and Clip was on that team of Super Bowl 11, 15, and 18. So he's one of the last guys left that they had to make sure they got right. And he, he missed out two years ago on the makeup class. He should have been in here with Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. So this kind of rights the wrongs of the 70s through the mid-80s. And now, you know, there's not going to be as many Raiders getting in. So this is a big moment until the Raiders can get the final few in, and then there's a new decade of dominance. Hopefully it's now, Q. Hopefully, you know, we look back 20 years from now, and Devontae Adams is in, Derek Carr is in. You know, a guy like Max Crosby's career is starting off on that path. But this is a big moment for the organization because it rights the wrongs and it shows everybody that the Raiders are here. They're here with one of their other great legends. But now it's about winning. I mean, you don't get into the Hall of Fame normally unless you have dominant teams 
that won Super Bowls, and I think the Raiders proved that in the past. they got to prove it again, and we yep. saw the Hall of Fame game the other night. Hopefully this is the start of a new era where they can get a bunch of guys in consideration 20, 30 years from now. No doubt about it. Again, we're talking with JT the Brick. Uh, he's live at Tom Benson Stadium. This is the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special going on on Raider Nation Radio 920, the flagship. And JT, for you personally, man, what, is, what does this mean to, to see Cliff Branch and see his sister Elaine be able to give the speech later on, uh, accepting the gold jacket for Cliff Branch on his behalf? I just saw the picture of you and Cliff. I tweeted it out. You tweeted it out. What does this mean for you personally? Well, it means everything to me because Cliff, like uh, several of the guys here, took me under their wing. When I started, and I didn't know anybody, and George Atkinson and Cliff were the guys that I met first, and they would bring me in, and they made me feel at home. They made me feel comfortable. They made me feel like I belonged and built this great relationship. And there was many games I sat with Cliff watching the Raiders play in Oakland, and we'd talk about great years in the Hall of Fame, and hopefully he would be here someday. So he had a really big impact, too, on my life, my wife, my kids, because, you know, now – when you look at his nephews and the Branch family coming up through Gorman now and taking yeah. off in college, his legacy is massive. And, you know, I was always a guy, I was always a fly in the room. I was always a guy in the back of the room to watch Cliff and his guys, Willie Brown, Fred Belitnikoff, George Atkinson, as they said, all those guys that played in that era. And to be there and for him to say, yeah, man, you belong, you're one of us, you can hang with us, meant everything. And I'll tell you, it's a pretty emotional day because – Part of me is like pissed off he's not here and the fact that he should have been in this hall. They just introduced John Stallworth and Lynn Swan, and they're Hall of Famers and deserving. But Cliff was better. And for those two gentlemen to enjoy 20 or 25 years of gold jackets and Cliff not to be able to do that, it's kind of bittersweet, but we talked about it. That's all in the past. Today's about a celebration justifying one of the all-time greats, a guy called a friend. And I'll be praying for him today, and I know he's looking down, and he's going to enjoy this because his entire family's here. Yeah, JT, I want to ask you about the Raider organization because I saw a picture on Twitter with Ronnie Lott, and he says, hanging out with the Silver and Black crew, and I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, man, all those Raider alumni are there at the Hall of Fame representing, like you said earlier. But are the Raiders the most well-represented team at the Hall of Fame that you've seen in the time you've been there? Yes, and this is that's a great question, Damon, because this – break some type of record that should be getting a lot more coverage. You know, I was here last year for Peyton Manning, even Charles Woodson. You know, you got maybe five or ten of your teammates here. Peyton's getting in. You see Brandon Stokely. You see Reggie Wayne. You can count on your hand. Maybe there's 10 or 15 guys. There's over 50 here for Cliff. So whatever the number was, whatever the number was, he shattered it. Jim Brown told me he had seven of his teammates here. Seven. Cliff's got over 40 or 50. So the greatest players to ever be enshrined here Cliff Branch jumps the line and goes to number one, and that's all because Mark Davis did something which is remarkable. He invited every player who ever played with Cliff to come. He promised them a ticket, a hotel room. Mm -hmm. If they came here, a lot of guys took him up on it. A lot of other guys waited because they're coming back for alumni weekend at the end of August where there's supposed to be 250 to 300 guys. So this is a really big milestone. Mark Davis' first enshrinery, Cliff Branch, All the alumni are here. The organization is here. Our new president, everyone involved in the organization. And, you know, the players and the coaches will be watching back in Henderson today. So I remind everybody, hit the DVR. Hit the DVR on ESPN and NFL Network. You're going to have to wait. Cliff's going, I think, seven out of eight. So, Q, you'd like this? I found a little bar in the back. 
They're yes. serving some ice cold ones there. I'm hanging out with Lester and George, <laughs> and we're just pacing ourselves for what will be. And uh, no big tease unless you know how to tease in radio. But I think the greatest party in Raider history because of what Mark Davis put into this party later on tonight, which would be a party of legends. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And JT will get you out on this. Uh, yesterday, I asked uh, head coach Josh McDaniels about the first play of the game at the Hall of Fame game. He attempted to go deep. Jared Stidham was going to go to try to hit Tyron Johnson deep. It, it didn't go and execute the way it wanted to. But that was a tip of the cap to Cliff Branch. What do you think about that from the new head coach? He said that that was why he called that play. Yeah, and that's really great, too. And as you know from being here, that was a big game for Josh McDaniels. We know it doesn't count. It's a zero game before the first preseason game. I'll tell you, that was really buttoned up and super professional. Not that coaches before weren't professional and really into it, but this is completely different to me. What I'm seeing now is really different. It's Dave Ziegler. It's Josh McDaniels. They want things done a certain way. And you can tell because McDaniels and Ziegler had a combined 100-plus family members here they really wanted to put on a show and respect the Hall of Fame as Coach McDaniels played all his games here. So it was a really cool experience to see the Raiders play, win the game, look sharp. We know this stuff we got to clean up. Yep. We'll be talking about that next week. But it's a glorious experience, man. I've been here since Wednesday. We're leaving back to uh, Vegas tomorrow. And you know, every time I leave this place, I say, I wonder when I'll be back again. And I have a really big heart today because it just feels right. This is a great Raider experience. And when you see it on TV, and Jew, you'll be here, yep. I think there's going to be a roar and a sea of silver and black, and it's really going to make a difference. Yeah, I can't wait, JT. I really can't. And uh, you've been doing a great job there in the coverage uh, from Canton. Uh, and, of course, uh, we've been doing the same as here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, thanks for the time, my man. Uh, enjoy it. Have a couple beverages. I'll see you in a little bit, and let's celebrate Cliff. Thanks, Q, for everything you guys do. Really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, my man, there he goes, JT the Brick right there. And, uh, again, man, I love the fact that this is so emotional for everybody. This is such a big deal that Cliff Branch is going in, and there's so many alumni that are here to see it. And uh, the celebration, as JT mentioned, is going to be massive, absolutely massive later on this evening. So many thanks to JT uh, for his few words and few minutes that he had from Tom Benson Stadium. Cannot wait to see how the ceremony shakes up. Coming up next as we have the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special going on right now, Raider Nation Radio 920, Mark Davis. He sat down with new play-by-play caller Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on Thursday night during the rain delay before the game ever got kicked off, before that first play ever happened. And uh, you'll hear that conversation. You'll hear it up next as we close out the show. Again, it's the Cliff Branch Hall of Fame special presented to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Raider Nation Radio 920. And now, thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas, let's go back to Canton, Ohio, for more Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. At this point, I wish I had about another hour to talk and celebrate and reminisce and think about the life and times of Cliff Branch and what he means to the Raiders organization, what he means to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, what he means to the game of football as well, and also what he means to Raiders owner Mark Davis. Well, I don't have to guess what Cliff Branch means to Mark Davis. I know how much he meant, best friend, roommates, you know, all that good stuff. And he's here in Canton, Ohio. He's been very happy all week long. I've seen him multiple times around town. He's excited. He's pumped up, and I'm sure he's going to be emotional. On Thursday, he had an opportunity right before the Hall of Fame game to talk with new play-by-play voice Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy as there was a rain delay. So what better time to have the new owner in the booth talk about his buddy Cliff Branch. 
Raiders are going to start the 2022 preseason in about 17 minutes. Cannot wait. We're about seven or so minutes away from the announcements here inside Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium for the class of 2022, which, of course, includes the late Cliff Branch uh, and his best friend and the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, joining us now here in the booth. Uh, we did not expect to see you at 8.23 local time here tonight. We expected to be deep into the first quarter, but it is nice to see you. How you doing, Jason? And, uh, thank you very much for Link. letting me What's be up, part baby? of this organization and being part of all of this. This has been a wonderful week, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm sorry. I just heard something else go off in my, <laughs> my earphone here. So we got we to get this straightened we'll out this here. Straight. We'll get this Technology, <laughs> Somebody man. get the headset working for the man who owns the franchise. Let's talk about Cliff. Yes, sir. Let's talk about Cliff. Uh, introduction is going to come here momentarily. Uh, they'll announce the entire class of 2022. And then, of course, on Saturday, the official enshrinement, your best friend. Uh, and I know this is something you've been wanting to see for a long time. Well, it's definitely something that was earned um, through the course of Clifford's career. Um, he was my best friend, still is my best friend. I love him. Um, I'm just so proud of him. And I'm just, you know, thankful to the people that helped keep his name alive in the uh, the voting, and the fact that they finally saw fit to make Cliff Branch a Hall of Famer. And uh, it's a great day for Raider Nation. It certainly is, Mark. And, and you know, you talk about being here, long honor that's well-deserved. I, I was good, good friends with Cliff, too. He's, he's sorely missed. But just talk about this game, what it, you know, the, what it meant not only to the organization, but what it means to you to, to start off the season and get a chance to see this new team in action. Well, I tell you, you know, the offseason was quite a uh, – a building process for us. Uh, we got a new general manager in Dave Ziegler, got a new head coach in Josh, Josh McDaniels. And funny enough, Josh is from Canton, Ohio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when uh, we hired him, he said, hey, do you think there's a chance we could play in the uh, Hall of Fame game this year? And I thought that was a hell of an idea. And uh, when uh, I checked with the uh, National Football League and told them we'd be interested, they made it happen. Wow. So uh, we got the opportunity for them to open up here. And so Josh has a lot of his family and everything. Um, we played here two or th I think three times actually in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're undefeated here. <laughs> so let's see if we can keep that rolling tonight. Um, it's, it's an historic place. Yeah. It's great to walk the halls again and see all the uh, people that came before us and uh, that, that built this game. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's special. Mark, do you still, Mark Davis with us here in the booth as we await the kickoff here of a delayed uh, Hall of Fame game. The Raiders are so enshrined in that building that is off to our left. And you've been here so many times. Do you still feel the same way as you did the first time when you came in here to feel the, the Raider Nation and all the history that is the Raiders that's here in Canton? You know, I don't know if I feel the same. Sometimes I feel more pride. Um, last year I was uh, part of uh, inducting uh, Tom Flores mm -hmm. into the Hall of Fame, and that was something special for me to be sitting up there with all the other Hall of Famers and being a part of that, and then to actually be able to do it again here with my best friend Cliff Branch, um, I don't even know how I'm going to react uh, to this. Every time you know we start talking about it now, I can feel tears welling up in my eyes. But uh, it's just it's just a great great moment. It's a great place to be, and I'm just so excited to be here. Mark, you know the Raiders have definitely been a big part of the history. Um, they're in the top five. There's about a number of players inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well deserved, obviously. There's still a lot of names that that deserve to be in there, but. Last year with C. Wood, Charles Woodson, and Coach Flores going in, and this year with Cliff Branch, and Richard Seymour even played a little bit for the team. But when you walk over through the hall, I, I just from a personal feel, what, how do you feel when you see your dad's bust? 
When, when I was inducted to the Hall of Fame, it was a special time for the Davis family as well. You know, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, you hear a lot of different things about the contributor class. And I think when my father was elected in as a, quote, contributor, there really wasn't a contributor uh, category. Mm -hmm. But he, he was elected as somebody that, that fulfilled so many different roles in his uh, upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, he was an assistant coach. He was a head coach. He was a commissioner. He was a general manager. He was an owner. In, and in all of those things, he excelled. And football was his life, and the Raiders were his life. And so to see that bust in there, that represents a lifetime of work and a lifetime of this game of football, it makes me very proud, and it makes me understand what the legacy is that I have to carry on. Mm -hmm. And that, that's really what makes it important. And... As my father, it was always about the players, that the players were the most important part of this game. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, you know, try to carry through on. And then also, again, the alumni. Yeah. And the alumni, as I'll say it and say it again, the alumni is the most valuable asset that the Raiders have. And there's a, a number of them in the Hall of Fame, but there's a number of them right here today. Yeah. Lincoln, as one of them right here, should be in that hall. <laughs> Thank um, you. But it's, it's a family that has been built. So when I see his bus there, that's what it stands for for me is the Raider family and what we stand for and how we all just stick together. Yeah. Well, Walking so. through today and, and, and standing in front of John Madden's bus for the time since he passed away at, at the end of last year as well and all of that. And everything you're talking about, new to the organization, Mark, I'm nine days in now. <laughs> I have felt that to a T for the last three days being around this organization here in Canada. It's incredible. It really is incredible, that connection to the family. Um, the excitement of this team, though. This team. So the, the great thing about this game, it brings all the things that you're talking about, the history, the family, the alumni, and it puts it together with the future of what this team might be. Well, again, you know, change is always uh, tough to go through, and, you know, you have to make decisions at times whether to make changes. Um, we're on a fresh start right now with this organization on the football field and in the front office with uh, Sandra Morgan being the uh, president mm -hmm. and Josh and Dave leading, leading this team on the field. We've got some great uh, veterans now that have kind of grown up within the organization yeah. with Derek and uh, Max. Yep. And, uh, you know, can't, couldn't be prouder of those two. And then bringing in guys that uh, are building this organization around. I'm excited tonight. I'm excited to see what we've got. But it's... The football season is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Absolutely. Health is really True one story. of the things you got. You know, you don't finish the season with the same team you started with. Mm -hmm. Unless you're getting in the Super Bowl, then you're pretty much with that team yeah. that stayed healthy yeah. and was able to get it done. So we sit here tonight, and, you know, we're, we've got fresh hopes. Mm -hmm. uh, as I keep saying, we're undefeated. Mm -hmm. But uh, we know that there's a long haul ahead of us, and I'm excited to see how we uh, rise to the occasion. Mark, last one for me. What excited you most about Josh McDaniel in the hire? Um, you know, I watched him over the years. I believe he's a chess player. Mm -hmm. um, you see coaches that will make adjustments for the next game. Certainly. You'll see coaches that will make adjustments for the next half. There's coaches that will make the adjustments for the next quarter. I've watched Josh in games make the adjustments during a series. <laughs> and I think he knows how to pick out where they might find a weak link on the other side of the field, and he exploits it. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess... The way I would say it, he plays chess. Yeah. And uh, you see some games where the weather was so bad that you weren't going to be able to throw it. Right. So he put a running game together. Yeah. 
and won, damn near won the yeah. game just by running the football yeah. yep. and vice versa yeah. in other things. So I just think he's a bright young mind that had a chance at doing it one time, mm -hmm. learned a lot, and now he's coming back for his second shot, and I think he's going to take full advantage of it. And I'm just excited that he's doing it with us. Mark, we really appreciate all of this time. Time we didn't expect to have with you here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now it looks like we're, we're set to go, and we'll all watch this unfold together and see what this journey is going to be this year. Raider love. It's game day, baby. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Thanks, Mark. Mark Davis, the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. There he goes right there. So that was Mark Davis, Jason Horowitz, and Lincoln Kennedy from Thursday right before the Hall of Fame game that the Raiders did win 27-11. to Again, the, the win-loss doesn't matter. I mean, it's 0-0-0 till you get to the regular season. But uh, it was a good good showing for the, the Raiders on Thursday night. And it's going to be a great showing, great representation at Tom Benson Stadium. In a matter of minutes, everything is going to get started in about five minutes. Uh, I want to thank everyone that's been a part of the shows all week long especially Subaru in Las Vegas. They're the reason that we're here. Tamon Cotton, who's been in the home studio all week long, holding it down. And believe me, I've been a tyrant all week long trying to make sure that these shows go the way that they should. But Tamon has held it down in a major way. So props to Tamon and everyone who's contributed. You know, from Vinny Bonsignor to JT the Brick, Mike Haynes, my man Steve Foster. Didn't even know I was going to uh, have an opportunity to, you know, hop on the show with him, but got an opportunity to show, jump on with him as well. And uh, all of Raider Nation has been celebrating Cliff Branch as well. Today is your day. This radio station is for you. We are representing in a major way, and hopefully you've enjoyed the coverage here from Canton, Ohio. We'll be back on these airways Monday morning with the morning tailgate. Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, and Heidi Fang to bring you a recap of everything that went down today and, of course, tonight and tomorrow. So we'll talk to you then, Raider Nation Subaru of Las Vegas. Thank you again. We appreciate you, and we'll holler. It's, it's Hall of Fame Day, baby. Just win, baby. <laughs>